0: classic comedy of old time radio i'm your host ron Eckelbarger. once again the bob hope show this is episode number 461 of the bob hope show which originally aired on june 6th 1950 here now is bob hope with his special guest arthur godfrey lever brothers makers of the new rinso with solium Spry, and other fine products bring you the
1: bob hope show From Washington, D.C. and Hollywood, California, it's the Bob Hope Show, transcribed. With Doris Day, Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, yours truly, High everback Les Brown and his band of renown, our special guest, Arthur Godfrey. And here he is, Lever Brothers' delightful deduction, Bob Hope! <clears throat>
2: Thank you how do you do ladies and gentlemen this is bob washington dc hope
3: <laughs> saying
2: i've been here two days and nearly starved to death i went to a chicken dinner last night didn't even get a wing i sat next to a senator and he refused to pass anything
3: <laughs>
2: yes sir here i am in washington dc dc that's a washington abbreviation meaning hey sam you filibuster while i go out and find out which side we're on I took a taxi cab from the railroad station. I said to the driver, aren't you afraid of being investigated with a red upholstery? He said, I wasn't red until this morning. Senator McCarthy and Dean Acheson happened to come out of the station together. <laughs> Y'all <You> through? <laughs> what I want to tell you, the communist situation is really delicate. Yesterday, Congress appropriated 80 cents for Red Skelton to dye his hair black.
3: <laughs> Even
2: Lassie is worried. He won't touch your red heart anymore. <laughs>
3: well, whenever
2: I come to Washington, I always take in the sights. I went out this morning and saw the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, the State Department with its granite columns, and the Treasury Building with the Bust of Crosby over the door. <laughs> You know, Crosby's income runs into boxcar figures, and his figure looks like it ran into a boxcar. (laughs) I took a sightseeing tour around the city. I asked one of the guards at the Mint if he knew who I was, and he said, why do you think we're here? (laughs) I want to tell you that the real reason I'm here in Washington is to help the campaign against juvenile delinquency. They thought I'd know more about it than people who've only had one childhood. (laughs) The the juveniles are the only ones we have to worry about. Secretary Snyder takes care of the older delinquents. (laughs)
3: Of
2: course, here in Washington, they're not called juvenile delinquents. They're referred to as young
3: Republicans. (laughs) But doing this
2: show for juvenile delinquents reminds me of those days when I was a kid. I was always a problem to my folks. My mother wanted me to go to Yale. My father wanted me to go.
3: (laughs) But I had a
2: tough childhood. I came up the hard way. I had to. Besides me and the cats, there was a rock in that sack. (laughs) This may turn into a quiz show, you know. (laughs) We had a lot of games. We played post office until the G-men came around and made us put it back. (laughs) I just want to say that there's no future in being a juvenile delinquent. My brother was one. He turned out to be a crook, and yesterday they caught him. He was taking pictures of people through a dirty windshield and selling them to television for old movies. <laughs> <laughs> Happy little Washington song for a horse that's whiter and brighter than.
1: Whiter than new. bright.
4: Rinse.
1: Brighter than new.
4: Rinso white.
1: Rinso. Rinso new. Rinso new. It's an amazing fact, but it's true. Rinso, the only soap that contains solium, gets white clothes whiter than new, and washable colors brighter than new. Yes, Rinso gets clothes, Rinso New. Wonderful Rinso puts sunshine in your wash. Even on rainy days, even if you dry your clothes indoors. In all the world, only one soap, Rinso. Can get your wash so white or colors so bright because no other soap contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, Solium. Use Rinso for your heaviest wash and you'll see for yourself that Rinso gets out more dirt than any other type of wash day product. And yet Rinso is so safe for your clothes and so kind to your hands. Get the economical giant size Rinso with a red Solium label. On wash day, use Rinso and see your wash turn out whiter, brighter than new.
4: Rinse
1: bright, rinse bright, rinse on new. Happy Little wash Day song. Ladies and gentlemen, this week Bob Hope flew here to Washington, D.C. to play in the annual Celebrities Golf Tournament to raise funds to help fight juvenile delinquency. To find out how he made out in the tournament, let's look in on Bob and Doris as they return to Bob's hotel room after the match.
2: Gee, it's good to be back in the hotel, Doris. What a golf tournament. The least they could have done was provide enough caddies. Imagine walking 18 holes carrying a heavy leather bag with 20 clubs in it.
4: Yeah, Bob. Can I put it down now?
2: (laughs) Be careful you don't scratch the club
4: why you had so much trouble getting someone to carry your clubs, Bob. All those congressmen who played in the tournament had caddies following them around.
2: Well, they weren't caddies, Doris. Oh, they weren't? No, they were just taxpayers who'd been left holding the bag.
3: (laughs) I may never get out of Washington, (laughs) But I
2: sure showed them how to play golf today, didn't I? Oh, that's
4: right, Bob. You were in good form. Well, you
2: deserve some of the credit for my form. I couldn't have done it without your encouragement and your help.
4: And my girdle. (laughs)
2: a little large for me, but I want to show what doing. <laughs> That I can read good. <laughs>
3: Wasn't
4: it a great day?
2: <laughs> Say, what a tournament. Gee, I'm poof.
4: Well, maybe you'll feel better after you have your rub down.
2: Yeah, I wish that Monsieur would get here. I'm really tired. I don't know if I'll be able to make it out tonight.
4: Bob, if you're going out tonight, you better call the Hotel Valet and get that suit pressed.
2: Doris, this is the way the suit is supposed to look. It's a casual informal number. This is what they call a sack suit.
4: It looks like they left some of the grapefruit in it.
2: (laughs) One more like that, and you'll be picking them next year. (laughs)
3: That
2: girdle is so big. (laughs)
4: Gee, after all that.
2: Maybe that's the masseur. I'll get it. Say, it must have been the maid door. She left her mop standing out here in the hall.
5: Mr. Hope, it's me. Well, (laughs) Miss
2: Irene Ryan. (laughs) Miss Ryan, how'd you like the golf match today?
5: Oh, it was wonderful. It made me feel sorry I ever gave up playing golf. Miss Lyon, you used to play golf. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. My doctor told me to get out and play some. For your health? I guess so. His prescription was in Latin. It said in hoc, pluribus secular digustibus unum.
2: What does that mean?
5: Enjoy yourself it's later than you think. <laughs>
4: It's a shame you had to give up golf, Miss Ryan. Well, I
5: had to because it was so expensive. You see, when I play golf, I have to use two caddies. Two caddies? Yes. One to carry my bag and one to carry me.
2: Well, that's understandable. Two bags, two caddies.
5: (laughs) golf is because I keep having trouble with the ball. What do you mean? It keeps dropping in those little holes. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the golf match, have you been seeing much of Washington, Miss Ryan? Oh, yes. You've been making the rounds of all the nightclubs? Oh, in my condition. Oh, no, I'm past all
2: that. What do you mean?
5: I've sold all my wild oats. There's nothing left for me but bran flakes. (laughs)
4: Now, Miss Ryan, you're
5: exaggerating. It's the truth, honestly. (laughs) After all, I'm not as young as I used to be. Were you ever? (laughs) Well, you may not believe this, Mister Holt, but once I was a bright young thing with a sparkle in my eye, radiant and all aglow. And now? I think I've got a short in my battery.
2: (laughs) Maybe your guarantees run out.
5: What did you say?
2: Maybe your guarantee's run out
5: you have to speak a little louder, Mr. Holt A little louder?
2: What's the trouble?
5: The same trouble I always have in Washington What do you mean? Well, this is D.C. and my hearing aid is A.C. (laughs) Hey,
2: that must be the masseur now Come in are you here to give me my rubdown? That's right, boy. I'm the masseur. <laughs>
5: oh, parlez-vous <laughs> français?
1: Careful, lady. I'm also the house detective.
4: Come on, Miss Ryan. We're going to run, Bob. See you later. Bye.
1: All right, boy. The ladies are gone. Now, will you strip down, please? Okay. Now, wait a minute. You'll have to take off that baggy, long underwear.
2: <laughs> I did. This my skin. <laughs> Mother Nature hasn't been too kind to you, has she, boy? (laughs) Just look at those arms, those legs, those stomachs. People who live in steam cabinets shouldn't throw Chiron tablets. (laughs) I haven't got all day. Let's get on with the massage. Now, wait a minute. Are you a good man? I'm the best masseur in Washington, D.C. I got a medical
3: background.
2: I used to be a baby doctor, but the government put me out of business. How'd they do that? Pass a new rule. Only one delivery a day.
3: <laughs> well, how,
2: how about that rubdown? Let's see. Uh, where's the rubbing alcohol? Oh, here it is. Hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to drink it. You're supposed to rub me with it. I'm the one that's stiff. I'll be the same way in a minute, boy.
3: <laughs>
2: well, I'm ready for your down now. What's your trouble? Oh, well, I think I strained myself playing golf. I'd like you to loosen up the muscle in my arm. Okay. Well. well, don't rush me, boy. I can't loosen it till I find it.
3: <laughs> you
2: sure you had it
1: with you when you came in? <laughs>
2: Look, there's the muscle right there. Gee, if I had a grape crusher, we could make some wine. No. <laughs> Look, I'm too tired to argue. Get on with the rubdown. Okay, boy. And I call him boy only because this is option time. Say, <laughs> hey, that neck looks awfully sore. I think I'll work on that a bit. Ah. Awful lot of play in that head.
3: <laughs>
0: well,
2: let me get a hold of that leg. Maybe I can bend it into shape. Easy now. Uh, oh. By the way, how much do you charge? Five dollars. I only pay $2.50. Uh, uh, <gasps> the price is five dollars. Not a cent more than two fifty. Oh. Five dollars. 250
3: 5 dollars <laughs> 2 dollars 50
1: Don't look now, boy. We just split the difference. (laughs) All over the world, more women use Rinseau than any other wash day soap. Today's Rinseau with amazing solium gets white clothes whiter than new and washable colors brighter than brand new. Yes, your wash comes rinse new And it's because only rinse contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, solium. What's more, even if you dry your clothes indoors, rinse with solium puts sunshine in your wash. Use rinse for your heaviest wash. See for yourself. rinse gets out more dirt than any other type of wash day product. Your clothes will turn out whiter, brighter than new. Rinso new. Yet Rinso is safe for your clothes and kind to your hands. Get the economical giant size Rinso, the only soap that contains solium.
2: Uh, Evans and Livingston wrote a number, the title number, by the way, of George Marshall's new picture, Fancy Pants. And here is Doris Day, Les Brown and Band, and Cool Boy Hope to do it for you. Woe is me, what goes with me? I hate this living I've chose for me.
4: Tired of meeting misery, should have never owned and left that. Home cooking, home cooking, cookin'. life is cruel, is cruel, I was, was the food the road. I I climb this hill, I try this sail, and then I step on a rusty nail.
2: Never even get no mail, I'm so far from all that
4: goes with. Home cooking, home cooking, cookin'. cookin'. I'm afraid.
2: I meet a gal, her name is Sal. I want to keep her in my corral.
4: But she says she's just a pal, and she's never home when he wants home, home cooking, cooking. Home cooking, life, life is cruel. There was a food around. <laughs> Rock of Ages, on the organ Thanksgiving, every day. Give me that home cooking. Home cooking, and I'll never go. My ticket call Fall. I'm heading home, and I'm gonna, gonna stay.
2: Right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to have you meet a man that could run for president. And if only his sponsors voted for him, he'd win by a majority. Here he is, Arthur Byam by the carton Godfrey. Well, thank you very, very much, Bob. And folks, and remember, if you're looking for a good cigarette, enjoy a smoke that really does satisfy. Smoke mild at Chesterfield. Are you all done? Yes, Bob. He has to give a commercial every hour in the hour, folks, or the financial structure of the country collapses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so wonderful seeing you again, Bob. Thanks, Arthur. It's always a pleasure seeing you. And I might add, it's been a lot of fun playing golf with you here in Washington. Thank you, Bob. But you know, I wasn't too happy with my score. Well, after all, how far can you hit a ball with a ukulele?
3: you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sure envied you. You hit your ball real hard. Yeah, well, there's a reason. I know. I saw that picture of Burl painted on the ball. <laughs> Boy, those those clothes you wear What was that outfit you were wearing? Well, that's not only correct attire But it serves to identify me on the course, you see How did you like that sweater with a big H? Oh, it's okay But I think it was kind of silly to give Hildegard $3 for it
3: Well,
2: I thought the opera-length gloves were cute (laughs) You know... Arthur, your farm's near here. Uh, we passed over it, I think, on the way in. Uh-huh. Are you still living there? Oh, yeah. After knocking myself out at the studio all week, it's great to get down there. Today. The last time I saw you was when you had me down to your farm in Virginia. That's right. Well, it was real fun being a farmer for a few days, but I don't think I did too well. Why not? Well, I was milking a cow when she turned around and started singing Try a Little Tenderness. <laughs> Oh, but we have some very clever cows. That's right. Down on your farm is the first time I ever saw a cow with a Lipton tea bag. (laughs) Not only that, she gives three quarts of glass wax a day. (laughs) Well, seriously, it's a wonderful farm, though. You you have some great equipment. By the way, what do you keep in that big 50-foot silo? Corn? Alfalfa?
1: (laughs) (laughs) ukuleles.
5: Ukuleles. Huh? (laughs)
2: Well, how about that? Ooh, well, you see, I work awful hard. I'm busy all the time, Bob. But you work pretty hard. I don't think you should knock yourself out for money. After all, you can't take it with you. I'm not going. <laughs> you mean? Yeah, yeah. Robert Q. Lewis is going to replace uh... <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Say,
2: but really, Arthur, you know what I was thinking of on the way over here to the studio? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait a minute,
2: I didn't say it yet, wait a minute Wait a minute, Arthur, what's what's with that laugh of (laughs) yours? I can't help it, Bob, you tickled me (laughs) I do? Yeah, would you mind turning your nose the other way? (laughs) Don't knock that, it's my career on television, you know That's right. My right, gosh. You just finished your second big TV show. Mm-hmm. I hear it was great. You heard. Tell me now, seriously, how do you like being on television? Oh, it's swell. It's just like making movies. There's really only one difference. What's that? Well, in movies, the mistakes end up on the cutting room floor. In television, you have to mop them out of your living room.
3: Mm. <laughs> but I like it. Radio, television,
2: movies, it's wonderful. Yes, Bob. We can kid about how hard we work now. But don't forget, when we started in this racket, we worked pretty hard in no loop. No, not much, but Uncle Sam didn't grab it so fast in those days. <laughs> well, let's see. Look, let's say we drift back into a couple of those nostalgic nuances and, and show the people how lucky we would Say, that's not a bad idea. Gee, I wonder what it would have been like if the two of us worked together in early radio. Well, let's find out. All right. Presenting those two snappy-chappies, Arthur and Bob, half corn and half slob. It's a but good day. day. We're singing a song, and it's a good day. We're swinging along, so take a deep breath. How can anything go wrong? Yes, sir. There goes that old alarm clock. Let's all get up and greet the day. What are we starting with this morning, Arthur? Well, let's give the ladies some beauty hints, shall we? Shoot. Dear little housewife, are your fingers always red? Are your hands always red? They are? Well, get back in your wigwam, kid. You're an Indian. <laughs> And now a word about our sponsor, the No Problem Credit Company. If you should need money, we'll lend it. Just borrow a thousand and spend it. And if you don't pay us, it doesn't dismay us. We just take your skull and we bend
3: it. (laughs) And
2: now we present Jazzy Arthur Godfrey and Bebop Bob in their original radio record show, Make Believe Washroom. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, gang This is your old disc jockey, Bebop Bob With another knocked out record session It's all on wax and it's real crazy It's cool So you kids who want to get your kicks, lace up your boots And latch on to some of this frantic jar that we're going to send swinging your way Right now, cats, I'd like to tell you that The next minute and a half of our show Is sponsored by Dr. Capstaff's weight reducing plan. We'd like a word with those of you ladies who weigh over 400 pounds. (laughs) Do you have the feeling that you're being followed? (laughs) You are. It's you. (laughs) And you men over 400 pounds, you have large stomachs. When you get your shoes shined, do you have to take the boot black's word for it? (laughs) Then why not try Dr. Capstaff's weight-reducing plan? Yes, to take off those extra pounds, try Dr. Capstaff's method. No diet, no pills, no injections, no exercise. Once a week, Dr. Capstaff comes to your house and beats you with a rubber hose.
3: <laughs> and now we're going to play our first
2: record. It's a little tune called, I'm Dancing with Tears in My Eyes Because the Girl in My Arms Had Onions for Dinner. Laughter It's going to be played by Woody Grivness and his orchestra. Okay, but first a word from our sponsor. This next record is coming to you through the courtesy of Slushies, the only breakfast cereal that's shot out of a water pistol.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you
2: just love Slushies. They don't snap, crackle, and pop like other breakfast cereals. They just lie there and ooze. <laughs> Mothers, you will cheer when you see the way your kids dive into a bowl of Slushies. They never come up again. Listen to what one happy user of slushies has to say. I've been eating slushies for now to 30 years. And I want to tell you something. I'm getting darn sick and tired of them. (laughs) Thank you, F.E. Spoon of Battle Creek, Michigan. (laughs) And now our popular western feature, Cowboy Trails. Bringing you once again those popular riders of the range, Tex Godfrey and Smoky Hope. Oh, bury me not <laughs> on the lone prairie. Now, wait a minute, Galoot, I ain't a hanker in your style of singing. I resent that. I think I sing powerful good. In fact, I've been referred to as the man with the barefoot voice. <laughs> I know I've heard you, and you sound like your big toe has got a hangnail. <laughs> convince you, partner, just to listen to this. Oh, bury me not on a lone
3: prairie.
2: Oh, bury me not on a lone prairie. Anybody got a shovel? (laughs) For the memory of the cerebral palsy campaign and their efforts to obtain the needed funds for the helpless ones this drive we must sustain. And we thank you so much. And thanks for the memory of the groups in every state who work to educate. Take this crusade, we'll bring the aid. ...against cerebral palsy faith, and we thank you so much. Folks, the dollars you give are assuring, new hope for the ones who need curing. The help that you give is procuring, the winning goal against palsy's toll. Ladies and gentlemen... It's been a great thrill to play here in Washington in the Celebrities Golf Tournament. With such eminent Americans as General Vandenberg, Senator Lucas, Ben Hogan, Tom Hearn, Gordon McRae, and to do our show tonight on behalf of their number one cause, juvenile delinquency. I especially want to thank Arthur Godfrey for giving us a big lift tonight. The old redhead did very well in the tournament, too. Tapped the apple around just like Carrie Middlecoff. I got a hunch that between commercials, Arthur studies, Doc's new dictionary for dubs, and a terrific textbook for any golf addict, the Golf Doctor. Yes, sir, get yourself a copy of The Golf Doctor by Carrie Middlecoff. Learn to croon like Crosby, and you, too, might be invited to the British Amateur and have to swim back. Folks, next Tuesday is our last chance before the summer siesta to remind you that donations are still desperately needed to fight cerebral palsy. So send them to me, Bob Hope, Paramount, New York City. Thanks again, Washington, D.C., and so long till next Tuesday. Good Good night! <clears throat> And new Spry, a better than ever, Spry. you be a better cook
5: when you use Spry. That's true. I became a better cook as soon as I started using Spry and Aunt Jenny's can't-fail cake-making method. Now my cakes are always light and high, so delicious, too. No more cake failures for me.
2: That's a statement from Mrs. Henry R. Klein, 2726, the Alameda, Baltimore, Maryland. Aunt Jenny and Spry can make you a better cook, too. Just follow these two simple steps one use new better than ever spry and two follow aunt jenny's can't fail cake making methods you will find right on the spry labels. so get new spry tomorrow from your grocer and see how spry's wonderful cake improver ingredient helps you get the highest lightest richest tasting cakes you ever bake
1: prove it to yourself you'll be a better cook when you use spry Company has brought you the Bob Hope Show, transcribed from Washington D.C. and Hollywood, California. Now the new Penny Singleton Show on NBC.
0: Wow, so much of that uh, bit at the end with uh, Bob Hope and Arthur Godfrey. Uh, Was massively politically incorrect, and I have to admit, I find it refreshing. But that type of humor was Arthur Godfrey's bread and butter. Arthur Morton Godfrey was born in 1903. He was a radio operator in the Navy and then in the Coast Guard during the 1920s. And then in the 1930s, up until 1945, so about 15 years, Godfrey was a radio announcer. First in Baltimore, but most of that time he spent in Washington, D.C. He hated the terse monotone of so many of the announcers in early radio, so he developed a much more conversational tone. He would tell jokes and make wisecracks, even when he was reading the advertisements of the various sponsors. Soon he was well-known and liked all over the Washington, D.C. area, and he had his own daily morning radio show. Uh, with all of the wisecracks and and interviews and uh, humor. He would even sometimes sing and play his ukulele, sometimes even along with songs he would play. But the people loved him and bought the products he sold, and so the sponsors grew to love him too. He became a national star in 1945 when CBS aired his coverage of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's funeral procession live to the nation. His manner was so sincere and well-received that CBS gave him a nationwide radio show every morning called Arthur Godfrey Time. That show ran until 1972. He also was given a primetime radio show called Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts, where young entertainers could perform for the nation, kind of like an early America's Got Talent. Some of the people who got their start On Godfrey's talent scouts were Lenny Bruce, Don Adams, Tony Bennett, Patsy Cline, Pat Boone, Roy Clark. When TV hit the scene, Arthur Godfrey took his radio shows to that medium, doing pretty much the same thing as he did on the radio. It is said that behind the scenes, he was not the jovial, laid-back kind of guy that he had as his on-air persona. He had a reputation in the real world as being overly demanding and controlling. His popularity took a bit of a hit when he fired one of his singers, Julius La Rosa, on the air in 1953. In 1959, Arthur Godfrey began suffering chest pains. He went to his doctors and they found a mass in his chest that turned out to be lung cancer. The Cancer was so bad that it had even spread to his aorta. So one entire lung had to be removed. What is really interesting, though, is that in 1959, that type of lung cancer had a huge mortality rate. And yet, after the radiation treatments, Godfrey beat that cancer and beat the odds that were all stacked against him. Due to these health problems, though, he did cut back on his TV appearances and focused pretty much solely on his daily radio show. He was in several movies in the 1960s, including The Glass-Bottom Boat that starred Doris Day and Rod Taylor. Arthur Godfrey died of emphysema in 1983. He was 79. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until we meet again, in the words of Thomas Edison, Genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration.